Hello again. We are back with Let's Talk Version. We're going to be talking still about future. If you've heard our last episode, uh, the regular version, we talked about the future with our guest Ali. Um, it was a fantastic uh, episode, but it, we can't really talk about future in one episode. So here we go. Me and Dan are going to go further in depth. We have Dan here. How's it going, Dan? How are you? Life is wonderful, buddy, and I'm glad to actually be with you right now to discuss this important issue. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, so tell me, future, what do you think? Well, first of all, like I mentioned earlier, I have a rather optimistic perspective about the future. I really think that what we have in store for humanity in the future is uh, wonderful and uh, the benefits tend to outweigh uh, the shortcomings. So I'm quite excited about the whole thing. I, although there are, of course, some problems that we could not fully address, uh, mm -hmm. particularly about uh, employment, because uh, if you remember, I told you I'm a huge fan of uh, Tony Robbins. And in his uh, book, basically, uh, there's a book uh, recently, he actually released one called The Unshakable, where he talked about the fact that most people around the world, especially in the United States, are not saving. And the problem is that in the future, we will need uh, to rely on capital a lot more than now because a lot of the easy ways of making money by doing certain chores to generate cash will no longer be possible. Of course. So because of that, I really believe that people should uh, be considered, uh, should be concerned about uh, the importance of planning for the future in terms of their savings and whatnot, because that's the only solution uh, for longevity in terms of uh, where we're going. Because I'm a firm believer that the majority of our uh, somehow simple jobs will be out. I mean, we won't be needing uh, a lot of the jobs that currently have right now. And that's uh, the most the most important issue and the most important concern for most people. However, generally, I'm very optimistic about the future and I think it's going to be wonderful and it'll be just fantastic. So I just can't, literally, I can't wait for oh, the yeah. future. Man. Oh, yeah. Same here. All right. So, so, yeah, go ahead. First of all, before I go any further, I would like to actually ask you one question mm -hmm. uh, for now. And and that is about how you yourself are preparing yourself and your business for the future. Right. That's a very good question. Um, as you mentioned, the first step would be to understand the future, understand what is coming, what is not coming. You mentioned that they're going to like a lot of these chore jobs, like um, simpler jobs will not possibly potentially will not exist uh, to a good extent. That's right. That's so right. One, one of the things that I would say is that first, first of all, you have to educate yourself, understand that these things might not exist. And having done that, then comes the time that you go about finding solutions. So, for example, one of the things I want to add on to that is that we are we are going to have to understand that human longevity, lifelong, is going to be longer than what we expect right now. So, so the 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 age at which we people are dying at this point is depending on which country you're on, but on average you're about eighty. Right. So the longevity of human being. being Exactly. In, right. But then this is the age of people who are now passing on, uh, passing away. So when I don't know, like 10 years, 20 years from now, this number will be pushed towards 100 and surpass it very quickly. So the. But let, let me let me mm -hmm. right now, Pujix, because that's so true. But that itself can create some other problems. Exactly. For example, what are we going to do with all these people who are now 100, 200, 500, 10 years old? How could these place be uh, these people be housed, and how will they keep themselves busy? Basically, who will take care of them? That's another issue, of course, to be uh, that we have to consider. 
Exactly. That's one of the major issues. So it's not really feasible anymore to just, uh, you know, uh, retire yourself at, I don't know, 60 or 70 or something and then live the rest of your life uh, happily ever after because the rest of your life might actually ex exceed the length of that that you worked, like far exceeded. So these are the issues that are going to come up. These are not bad issues, by the way. We want to live longer. Those are good, good problems. But then with any oh, that's problem, right. And I want it myself. That's right. <laughs> exactly. But but then with any problem, you have to solve them, whether whether they're good or bad. And as you mentioned, uh, your, your question was, OK, how are you preparing? Is that I first try to educate myself. I try to I mean, my field where I st both study and uh, teach and work is very techy area. I, I, I do uh, a lot. Of, I studied physics and then I'm also I'm studying physics and I'm also doing a lot of good stuff in tech. So so I'm so you are a self-proclaimed nerd and geek at the same time. I am a proud nerd. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Man. Yes. Yeah, they so, say smart is the new sexy. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, so so that's the point. Like I I am educating myself because I have to, not because I want to. But then, even if you don't have to, you should. And it's fun. It's fun. But then you should. When you educate yourself, when you see the problems, even if you don't particularly think about solutions to the problems, the solutions will emerge. And when you t think about it a little bit, after a certain point, you'll see patterns of what you can't do or can't do or should do or shouldn't do, etc. So yeah, the first step, I would say, definitely for the audiences who are not educated on the subject... Uh, educate yourself at first you're going to be super super duper you know terrified because all these things are changing and you're like holy smokes what do i do but then after a certain point you're going to grasp a confidence because now you have an let's quote unquote inside information that some other people don't so you still you you think I'm, okay i'm ahead of curve right now and for the audiences who do who have educated themselves depending on which uh, subject we're going to talk about which we're going we're to talk about actually i'm going to ask you right now a question we can tackle issues one by one so for example we we mentioned uh, i i mentioned the issue of longevity when people are going to you know live for, for, far too long than that that they can't really retire at their 60s or 70s what are the things that you consider for yourself or for others around you if they come up with this question and ask you okay what do i do i need advice on this subject what would you be telling them well, from my perspective, actually, the most important concept that has to be considered is to prepare yourself both financially and in terms of your lifestyle. Of course, that's very, very critical. If people are not preparing themselves financially as well as uh, in terms of their education and level of ability and skill, then they will have a lot of problems. I, for one, believe that living up to the 100 won't change any of my lifestyles or any of my decisions, basically, because I am doing things in order to make them as uh, long lasting and as uh, sustainable as possible, basically. So that's what I do for, uh, for my, from my perspective. However, I really believe that people should put a lot of their attention in understanding the fact that a lot of the current jobs that we currently have right now and a lot of the needs of the marketplace will be changed or will somehow be moved to other areas. Uh, from, for myself, I really believe that education, we call this in the past, they call it like uh, TED Med, technology, education, and medicine. These three fields will definitely have a huge, huge future overall and everywhere, like, like all, all around the world, basically. But, but right now, what is my biggest concern is this, is how can we uh, somehow direct people to move towards that uh, educational, technological, and medical direction. Do you have any ideas about this matter? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. <clears throat> One of the things that we have to consider is that 
a lot of people are not. First of all, it's it's not a matter of, uh, you know, intellectual ability. It's rather some people are not really interested because of. I mean, it's changing as you mentioned. Smart is new, sexy. It's the stigma is changing. Every every the the mindset of the whole society is changing, but it's changing very slow. Uh, as opposed to the demand for these fields, and at the same time the the shift in in society and uh, in in our in our communities. So so we need more people. It's not just it's it's nicer to have them, or it's better for them too because their jobs might be displaced, etc. No, we literally need them to to carry our society forward with the shifts that are happening. But at the same time, there is a whole mindset that some people, still a lot of people, don't consider these fields not because they don't like them because they they consider them to be of a you know of a of a branch uh, of society that they don't want to associate with being a nerd etc as i mentioned a lot of people are the, the whole thing is shifting and a lot of people are actually interested in it and attracted to it but then still a good population let, let me tell you something right now uh, Pujix, we are all nerds nowadays i mean like the world <laughs> who the richest man on earth is a nerd man like the whole world, we are now dependent on technology. We're now dependent sure. on our cell phones. We are all going to become nerds, whether we like it or not. The future is headed, doing business. I mean, I myself was not a huge fan of social media 10 years ago, man. Like literally, even five years ago. But now right. I have no other choice. I have to use social media to promote my product and service and whatnot. So whether we like it or not, we are, are, are going to have a lifestyle that is more nerdy than ever. And right. this will only expand uh, in the future, and there's no other solution for it. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more on the subject. But then my concern is not that it should go there. It's it, As you mentioned, it, it will go there one way or the other. My concern is that it's going too, too slow in a sense that it, it's speeding up. It's on a good trend, but right now it's too slow. Uh, considering that we are talking about a very near future, many jobs being displaced, and that these people need new skills, uh, the people currently existing, or or the young younger generations that are going into you know, um, job markets or business markets, etc. So my point is, I want to encourage people who do 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 look from outside in into, you know, uh, stems like sciences, technology, uh, mathematics, medicine, I don't know, all these, you know, quote, unquote, nerdy fields. Uh, don't uh, stop looking from outside in and actually start educating yourself about these fields because with my experience with with the people i have worked with and tried to inspire whether my students or 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 any other kind of uh, person that i was in contact with i found the most majority of the, these people actually get fascinated and uh, and love it maybe they don't necessarily want to do it for the rest of their lives but the fact that the, the spark of uh, you know that that spark in their eyes uh, shows me how interested they are. It's it's encouraging because then they they they're gonna go talk to their friends. Again, not everybody has to be in these fields, but then a good good number of people have to be, which are not now. So that's my point. I do agree, point. but but generally, as I mentioned earlier, the trend is positive for sure, and we are going to see ourselves. You already mentioned that we are technically cyborgs now, most of us. So this is going to only uh, exacerbate a lot of our current problems. So. You know, from my perspective, the good aspects of the future are quite obvious. And right. we don't have to prepare ourselves for the for those aspects because the fact of the matter is technology is going to make life more comfortable. It's going to make life more uh, basically uh, uh, convenient for a lot of people. So we don't need to prepare ourselves for the higher degree of comfort and connectivity that basic technology brings. Sure. However, we do need to actually prepare ourselves for something much more tremendous in the future. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. Um... 
and uh, and one of those and there are going to be challenges as, as you mentioned like job displacement is just one aspect of it and uh, I mean we educate ourselves we we shift skills that's still very manageable that's very very clear what we have to do in terms of job shift it's just going to be tremendous effort for sure in terms of how we do it exactly it could be a lot of possibilities and a lot of debate for sure but then it's quite obvious what we have to do about job shift we have gone through this during the industrial era when agriculture industry was transformed completely so it's not really really new to us if you if we go look back at history i mean obviously it's going to be a different shift but then the shift is the same and it's just, it's, it's a shift basically right. Right. Of course. And that shift will happen. Right. And uh, so f- from my perspective, we do not uh, need to actually focus so much on, OK, so how, how well I-, I live when I have this super fast internet connection. I'm going to do this and that. So let's talk a little bit. We didn't have this chance uh, in our last episode to fully discover uh, and talk about uh, the problems, mainly psychological issues that mm-hmm. will inevitably arise as a result of our merging with technologies. I mean, I myself am seeing this around uh, the world, basically. So uh, the fact of the matter is that evolution is a very slow process. Of course. And the, uh, our societies are changing so rapidly that it's far beyond the capacity of our biology uh, to actually uh, keep up pace. And because of this, I really think that we might encounter with some other problems. For example, let's just think about existentialism and existential mm-hmm. angst and problems this is a rather new problem that humanity has been facing since uh, Renaissance, since uh, uh, after the agricultural revolution and the fact that people will have a lot more free time. The fact of the matter is that our bodies are designed for a very different era. Right. If you think of, for example, I mean, you're also a techie, so you understand the, you know, the major difference between our uh, software development and hardware development. So the problem with us is this, that our software, that is the uh, the technology that is the way we think the way we live has improved so rapidly that the body simply cannot keep up pace for example free time the idea of having so much ample time uh, in the previous podcast our guest mentioned that uh, we're going to work like four hours a week or something oh, yeah. so uh, the fact of the matter is the brain is not designed to designed to be actually uh, you know running on idle mode the entire day and like work only for four hours mm-hmm. we have been we have evolved uh, for millions of years to literally fight for our very survival, fight for food every single day. So in this condition, we might actually have other problems, uh, including psychological problems that we might have to prepare ourselves against. So uh, think of the depression rate. Let's be honest, mm-hmm. the rate of depression as well as a suicide rate has gone up all around the world, unfortunately, especially in the Western world. And that's pretty right. dramatic in places where civilization has not caught up well and people are not so well developed we are seeing actually less suicide rate than we do see in let's say countries like sweden where they have almost right. everything taken care of so and that is about that's one of my biggest issues our brain cannot uh, at this level we cannot change our you know evolutionary programming basically and it's just simply not going to happen from my perspective that's one of our problems oh yeah i couldn't agree with you more the the issue as you mentioned the uh, uh, all the actually a friend of mine, I don't remember who that was but a friend of mine recently um, mentioned to me um, this uh, recent celebrity who committed suicide I forgot his name I'm so sorry he's a very famous guy um, anyhow so uh, a lot of celebrities do commit suicide and his uh, his joke was I cannot wait to get rich and uh, and famous to commit suicide meaning that they are committing suicide 
supposedly out of comfort, basically. They're, they're... It is true, man, because our body <laughs> – listen, man, this is true. We are designed to literally fight for survival and fight for status and all those things every single day. And if we have it all, then kind of life loses its meaning on a biological evolutionary level. And this leads to a lot of depression and anxiety, which we have to find a way to deal with, which means this comfort, this added comfort will actually lead to some other problems down the line. And the question is what we can do to prepare ourselves. I mean, what is your perspective? What can people do to, uh, you know, get themselves busy with other things now that we do not have to go to farms, we don't have to actually raise our own cattle. So what should people do instead? If, if we reach a level where societies and governments are taking care of the people and they're doing everything they can, they're supporting them, and there's a lot of programs against, let's say, uh, unemployment and whatnot. So let's say you're now unemployed and you receive enough unemployment benefit that you, have, you don't actually have to work. So what are you going to do with your free time? I mean, like, Literally, you, you know this better than I do, like when you have nothing to do, man, like you can only think about negative stuff. So this advanced technology, this uh, heightened connectivity will definitely have some negative impact. I mean, let's just talk about the impact of technology and our hyper uh, you know, connected world on our relationship as well as our own uh, well-being. So how do you think this level of hyper connectivity has actually changed and transformed our relationships? Oh, well, um. In relationships is a good question. Uh, I'll get to it in a second. You mentioned that, for example, um, you have unemployment now. There are so many benefits that you're not actually encouraged to go after it. And I have a big problem with that. It might be a little bit, you know, um, a little bit of a hard talk to have. But then, not necessarily all of these benefits that comes out of government or or whatever uh, area reg- uh, against unemployment is good. Some of them are. But then, at, as you mentioned, you have sometimes some people have to be pushed in order to be able to start fighting for themselves at the end of the day at least today to to this date like right now we all need to fight to survive not fight for food maybe it was before maybe not fight for food but we have to fight for something it doesn't mean that we are forced well, to let, fight let me tell you some projects. Uh, this is not the case right now in many of the super developed societies i mean think of sweden as a great example mm-hmm. in sweden everything is super modern like uh, right. feminism is rampant so in this society women actually have higher value than men right. uh, basically right. so uh, this is the h- height of uh, modernism basically right and the society can actually, they, they provide all sorts of social security and benefits that they simply don't really have to actually fight for survival. Like, exactly, that's my I problem. I'm not sure or not, actually, because I do not have a long uh, experience in Sweden. But what I've heard there is that even if you are, let's say, unemployed, you receive a specific unemployment benefit that can cover your life quite normally. You won't, of course, live like super luxury, but even if you do make a lot of money, so the government will take the taxes and stuff, so you won't even have that kind of lifestyle anyways. So ultimately in that society, in super modern society where there's no capitalism, there is no competition and everything is taken care of. And I heard that uh, they have a very high suicide rate and extremely high level of drug addiction and smoking and whatnot. Despite, of course, being one of the happiest nations on earth, they do have tend to carry that existential uh, way of thinking and living. Uh, and I think that's one of the biggest issues for me personally. What are all of these people going to do with their free time? What are they going to do when there's no competition, when everything is available, when technology takes care of everything? Then right. uh, what's the problem? And the other issue is mastery. You see, one of the problems with technology that I have personally is that it actually has made 
the pursuit of mastery redundant. So people no longer need to say, why should I learn a foreign language? I'm just going to use this super duper app that just does all the transition for me or something. Or why should I learn this skill? And I can just Google it. So mm -hmm. this is one of my personal problems. People no longer value things like hard work, persistence, and more importantly, mastery of a subject because they wish and hope that technology will take care of everything. So why should I even bother? Why should I spend 10,000 hours based upon uh, the great book Outliers, I believe it was, oh, yeah. uh, by Michael Gladwell? Why should I spend 10,000 hours to master a subject when mm. technology makes it available for me readily right then and there at a tap or a click of a button? So why should I do that? This is another issue that I have. So what are these people going to do with their life, with their time? Why should they uh, pursue mastery when everything is available? What do you think about this matter? Right. First of all, let me clarify when I said we, we, we have to fight. I didn't mean that we literally have to fight. I mean, like, we need to fight, basically. Uh, we uh, evolutionary have to fight, not in terms of our surrounding. Yeah, surrounding make it made it so easy in some countries. For example, again, I'm I'm not really <clears throat> sorry educated on Sweden per se, but then these kind of mindsets, or even let's say if even there is no country, let's this ideology that somebody without any job can go about having a perfectly normal job, say forever, like for a long time. I don't particularly agree with that. I don't think that's a good thing for the exact reasons that you just mentioned, because it causes more problems in the long term than it solves some. Um, I do Precisely. agree. I, I can't get on board with the idea of, okay, helping somebody to get a job, but not indefinitely. If, if that get, person gets lazy, then it's not good for him and his surrounding or her and her surrounding either. Because first of all, who's paying for that? Somebody is. The person who's actually working is paying for that. That we let's let's agree on that first of all, and secondly, um, it it it's not good for the mental health of a society at large. So we have to consider these policies, maybe reconsider them, maybe modify them in terms of policies that that are. It's not about technology. Technology made it possible to create those policies, sure, but the policies are made by man. So we have to go and reconsider those policies for sure. I I could not agree with that uh, more in terms of. In terms of education and mastery, um, again, these are maybe at some point we are not, <clears throat> excuse me, 100% needed to master a subject anymore because, as you mentioned, for example, language, um, someone does this or this or that. But then let me tell you, at, in the past, because we were uh, farmers, gatherers, and uh, we were really physically active, we had um, relatively well-shaped body as uh, as a whole, uh, humans, then came the time that we don't really need it. Almost majority of the population, well, a good majority of the population, at least half of the population in modern countries don't need to have a good body to basically get get uh, get by for their day-to-day -day life. For example, their, um, their work or something. But then... <clears throat> but I'm pretty sure you would agree that people who actually work on their level of fitness and health enjoy life on a much higher level than those who don't. So I can't agree that's anymore. That's a great example, like the cars itself. I mean, like, why, why should we go so distant Think of the way nowadays we're living, like uh, using elevators and cars all the time, lack of physical movement. This right. will have some impact. So we have to find ways. Now, the solution we came up with uh, was things like, uh, I don't know, having a gym or running on a treadmill instead. Mm -hmm. So we need to find some alternatives. I'm not saying that this uh, technological development and this rapid change in society is a bad thing because right. it's going to happen whether we like it or not. So oh, it's not a popularity contest. It's going to happen whether we like it or not. It's just it's already uh, basically uh, in the process of development. So there's no doubt about it. However, we have to find some ways. 
I want to find the treadmill for our happiness, basically. <laughs> yeah. How can we find that treadmill for happiness? That's what I'm looking for right now. Right. Well, um, I don't – well, ha again, happy – you can't sit around, do nothing, and be happy. I don't believe in that. Truly be happy. I don't think that's a thing. And for people to understand that, first they have to go – either they go through education and understand that, or if, if they don't. Now, I'm not talking about formal education per se, read books, whatever. Or even if, if they if they don't, they'll be unhappy long enough that encourages them to either commit suicide or do and start educating yourself and then go follow that. So point being, we are – so, for example, going back to the idea of uh, physical uh, fitness. So in the past, we had to be physically fitness, primitively had to be. Right now, we choose to be. Because it makes us happier, because we have more energy to do even the things that we want to do. If I want to dance on the dance floor, if I'm physically fit, I can dance one hour longer. And I like it. I love it, for example. By the way, I'm not into dances. I'm just saying. Somebody. <clears throat> so. That's got to be off. <laughs> yeah. So, again, we don't permittively need it. We, it's not like our minute-to-minute -minute or day-to-day -day life depends on it in terms of physical uh, fitness. But then we we understand that we are happier. We are feeling better during the day while maintaining a minimum physical fitness we are not overweight or we are actually completely fit it, it person to person might be different but then um so, so the same thing applies here at at first we're going to be like okay i don't need to you know educate myself or master something or whatever or you know everybody wants to be happy so i, I can't say i i don't need to be happy because then you do you want to <laughs> so in terms of education you, you yeah at first we're gonna go about saying that yeah i don't need to learn a language but then the pleasure that comes out of it yes there is a uh you know there is a lot of uh hard work going to learning a language that part some might not like but then there is a joy that comes out of it too so if you say i don't need to learn a language so why do i go through all the effort then don't do it then you don't get the pleasure either so yes, it's it's a it's a. You so you're saying that uh, we are saying you're saying that we will try to do these things not because we have to but because we want. To. I think that will happen. Yeah, I, I don't think at first. Yes, at first there's going to be a lot of problems. It's going to be like a hike in suicide rates. But then if you look at it in a very long period of time, that's just a dip in in a very large graph. So in terms you of you know this is this is all great. I totally get your point. But the fact of the matter is that. If the societies do not promote such behavior, oh, yeah. then there's no reason for us to do that. So how about the societies? What if societies never promote us to actually go and master something or learn language? Yeah, that, that would be a problem. Um, and society, part of it is obviously, uh, you know, the governments and all that. But then governments come out of people. So eventually it's all it's all people, right? So that's one of the reasons we are doing these podcasts, right? I mean, we love it. We, we love to do it because we care about our societies at large because it impacts uh, let's let's give a very selfish reason if i'm in a society that encourages me i'll, I'll do better right so if, if i uh, lift up my surrounding i'll do better this is the very selfish reason that for example i'm doing this podcast but then there are obviously other reasons too what i'm trying to say is that there are no matter what going to be people who have those mindsets and those people have to start shouting and educating other people but as you mentioned it's it's very tough it's not impossible but it's very tough if the society is not promoting this uh so say i'm in a society i'm not I, yeah it's just very important because that level of because ultimately all societies will have economies and right. this technology will then promote them to live differently i mean think of right like right now versus i don't know a couple thousand hundred thousand years ago or whatnot now mm -hmm. in most societies most people are not promoted to for example do farming 
So their bodies aren't as moved. So if you're, let's say, an Uber driver, you won't have that much. So the key is how can we move the society to move towards a direction where they promote healthy behavior? Um, well, my my immediate answer is there are going to be people who do believe in that. And then you can use your platform. Everybody can go and create a podcast like this is the podcast we're doing. So that's why I'm uh, mentioning that. But there's also the question of how uh, you get people to actually listen to your podcast. That's also, that's also a good question. So I personally like to lead by example. People see my energy, my, you know, th that's the thing I think with you. A lot of people see your energy and enthusiasm. I, I mean, I, I'm going to let you talk about it further, but then a lot of people see that and they're like, oh, sh I want that. That's the, th that's, that's the one thing that I want. And I, and I can, based on people who I know that know you, all of them, not, not that they, they want to be you, but they want that energy that you have. I don't know a single person who said, oh, that much, that's too much energy. That's too much, you know, uh, movement. I have not yet. Although seen apparently it. I know some people who might say that's a little bit too much, but yeah, I get your point. <laughs> I haven't personally seen them. I mean, they might not see it for themselves, but then they don't hate it. Right. So, so that, that obviously inspires people. So inspiration, my, my answer would be, but then I'll let you, you know, answer your own question too. But at the same time, tell me, how do you do it? Do you, do you, are you just being yourself like in a sense that, okay, this is me and everybody likes it. And then they, you basically by being yourself, leading by example, inspire people, or are you actually acting it out? Well, first of all, obviously the importance of having mentors is a huge factor, but in my particular case, there's the issue of understanding our evolutionary wiring. That's very, very critical for me. For example, right now, I am uh, with you, basically. Uh, we are live. We're talking. I'm, I have a very I have a very important meeting in a couple of uh, minutes i got to get started with. But I still want to do this because I believe it's an important cause that we have to go for. And here's the factor. Long time ago, I looked at myself and I said, Dan, listen, man, you have a hardware, which is called your body, and you have a software, which is called your mind. And if you want to live a happy life, you've got to have a balance between the two. I've always told people about this matter all the time and because of this i really think that you need to consider this and you have to create a balance i don't think that your mind can make you happy alone i don't think that your body can make your ha make you happy alone there's got to be a great balance mm -hmm. so i look at evolution and i say how did we live for millions of years and the fact of the matter is the key to our happiness lies in our evolutionary programming so this energy level very simple for example i never begin my work uh, basically, unless I have finished my exercise, that's a that's a right. must for me. I, I will cancel meetings, but I won't cancel my morning exercise, basically. And uh, I tend to also do the same thing at night. So I tend to because we literally we have uh, I mean, we're uh, driving from place to place, going to meeting and meeting. But the fact of the matter is that our bodies are designed to walk 50 kilometers per day, man. Where can I get my 50 kilometers? Of course, I don't run. 50 kilometers per day. But what I do is I do it in two parts. In the morning before going to gym, before going to work, I go to the gym. And uh, at night after work, I go for a long jog, basically, because I want to uh, somehow emulate that environment. That's very, very critical, by the way, to have that environment in yourself. You have that to emulate that situation where you are actually living according to the natural rules of happiness. I mean, you yourself, Pujix, tell me, mm -hmm. how do you use your body these days? Right. Before I answer that, I want to make a you know comment on what you said. So basically, you're saying you get your priorities right. So some people go, okay, I'll do my work and whatever I have to do. And then when I have extra time, I love it. I'll go to the gym. But you're you're like, no, I have to do the gym to get to the work. 
I'm saying that the society has certain rules, and these rules will then change by technology. I'm saying that I make my own rules. In the society, the more money you make, the better. So if you spend that time, for example, that I spend for exercising on working and making more money and being more efficient and whatnot, Mm -hmm. then I'm a more productive person. So society is misleading me here in saying, no, Dan, you're doing the wrong thing. You're exercising, and that's going to actually reduce your overall level of basically efficiency. So you want to make more money. So I'm saying we have to become autonomous thinkers and understand that whatever the society tells us to do, we should not necessarily do it. So that's why I have the energy level. Now, I'm not saying we should abandon it all. We should definitely think about it. But I'm saying get your priorities straight. Know what matters and what doesn't. And do this based upon the rules of nature and your evolution and not just the way the society tells you. Because uh, that's very critical. I try to live the way our ancestors have lived. And that gives me the energy level. Because if, if you live in that environment where you're always in a state of hustling, Mm-hmm. let's call it that, where you're constantly active physically and mentally and you're agile, of course you'll have the energy because your body has to produce the energy to get rid of it. I mean, like this, the same way your muscle gets bigger as, uh, as you use it because the body will then adjust itself. So guess what, man? If you want to survive, you got to get stronger. If you want to survive, you got to have more energy. Right. I, I agree with so you. So this is like training your body. And our the problem right now is I'm uh, my biggest concern is a sedentary lifestyle that is now is quite common. I mean, I mean, you yourself are in the field of computer technology. Mm-hmm. How the heck could you sit without <laughs> moving and work 10 hours a day? I mean, it, it just baffles my mind, man. Like, this is so unhealthy. I heard every additional hour of sitting imp- increases your chances of a heart attack dramatically. So oh, yeah. because of these factors, I'm saying how could people use the good side and the good aspect of technology without becoming its victims, without having a sedentary lifestyle, because that energy level, that motivation, that drive, it isn't just about technology. It isn't just about your mind. Energy is a, it's a, it's a physical component, man. That's my question. That's how can we do that? I mean, you basically gave a great answer about that. You write your own rules. Let me answer your question regarding the what do I do with my body first? And then I'll answer this very quickly because I think you answered it thoroughly. So what I, I unfortunately, one of my weak spots is actually being physically very active. I'm not physically like I'm not sitting on my at my desk all day because that's that's just not it's not even possible if, if I want to because of what I do. And I'll give you an example. So what I uh, because I didn't eventually go to gym and work out a lot, then I decided, you know what, C- create a minimum, but be consistent with that minimum. So what I do is like when I wake up, I do my stretches, I do my warm up. Because when I go out, I don't have a car, I have to take uh, you know transit, uh, city transit. So and I and I walk a lot too. So when I'm when I'm when I woke up, I do my stretches and warm up. So when I'm starting to, when I start to walk, then I don't have any problems with you know, minor injuries, first of all. And that, at the same time, I'm I'm working my body a little bit. So it's not completely still. Then I go out. I uh, After my day is done, my, my end of the day uh, ends with my tutoring. I go and teach people in their houses. So I have to go around town. And as much as I can, as much as it's uh, feasible in terms of time, sometimes I walk. So if it's like a couple of stops of bus stops, I don't take the bus. I just walk. wonderful, there. man. You know, yeah. you are now living in a modern world by the rules of the ancient times. So I'm not a traditional person because tradition ultimately is about the way we used to live. But my concern is biology because we talked about NLP before, man. Happiness and success are 50% biology. The way you right. use your body matters. I love technology. 
but the fact that uh, it makes us uh, makes life more comfortable is bad for two reasons. Number one, it makes uh, less and less usage of our body. And number two, it creates what we call space or free space in your mind, which again, we as humans do not. I mean, let's be honest, man. I, I love simplicity and life is not, is not that sophisticated for, uh, you know, for things like happiness and success. Mm-hmm. It's simple, man. Your body has a specific purpose designed by evolution. Now, I'm not saying that people millions of years from now will have to do the same things that we do right now. But I'm talking about our current level of biological development. Mm-hmm. We have come at a place where our bodies are not in sync with the environment that we're living in. And because of this lack of, uh, basically, uh, compatibility between the way we should live based upon our DNA programming and the way that we are supposed to live by the social rules, this leads to a lot of unhappiness and underachievement in life. So I love technology. And quite frankly, I can't wait for the future. But at the same time, I really believe that if you want to have a good life, you need to understand that in our short existence of, let's say, uh, 100 years, 120, 150 years, which is not that long by evolutionary standards, we cannot change the programming of our biology as well as our psychology, both of which have been uh, programmed and shaped over millions of years. So um, embrace, that's what I think we should do. We should embrace modernity. We should embrace technology. We should embrace the future. But at the same time, we should understand where we're coming from. Knowing where we're coming from will then allow us to decide whether or not to accept a specific thing or reject it. Right now, we are located in different countries, but we're talking live, and that's a wonderful, wonderful gift of technology. I right. love this one. It, there's, there's nothing wrong with this. However, if I become somehow dependent on this technology and I don't have any face-to-face meeting or connections, then that's a problem. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with you. I, so one of the things you mentioned about comfort, I again, another controversial topic, but I highly believe comfort is overrated. It's not as important and it's actually dangerous in a sense. So it should be a minimum comfort, which you're not like constantly in stress. I, I agree with that. But then extra comfort, I don't think it's a good thing. I think it's overrated. It makes people uh, inca- incapable, incapac- incapacitated. And let's face it, this this amount of uh, everything that we get in our surrounding for granted, it's not really. I mean, we can't really guarantee that there's not going to be, for example, a, a, a war in the future, right? So what happens then? You're untrained, unfit to deal with the new world at that point. The war is just an example. Let's let's say like a you know natural phenomenon. So these, this is not really guaranteed. This is the, and that's I think where people sometimes make mistakes. They they think that this comfort they take they take for guarantee uh, uh, they they take uh, for granted is actually guaranteed. It's not. It's it's really not, and I think it's very overrated in the sense that it makes us um, it makes us in- incapable. Um, that's right. I agree with you completely, my man. And that's very very critical that we know in our life this is very important to know what is right, what is wrong. We should have our own moral compass, basically. Right. Exactly. I, I agree with you. Like it, there are certain rules written by the society that we live in, but then we have to have our own rule, set of rules. It doesn't mean that it necessarily contradicts on every angle. It means that. It may, in many angles, it actually does complement the society's rule. But then if it doesn't work for us, then we really should write on our own set of rules on that particular subject. All right. So we are, we've co- we've covered a lot so far. And um, I know I love to talk about these, but you got to go. We got to let our ideas go and I got to go. So to sum up, 
all these oh things. and i gotta go to my meeting my man that's right let's let's wrap it up as well <laughs> exactly right so uh so to wrap up what are you know your, your final comments or advices whatever you want to say for sure i would say to all of our audience very simple life is supposed to happen in a certain way by our biology as well as psychology modernity is great technology is wonderful but technology has a negative side as well it's going to take a long while it won't happen in our lifetime we cannot adapt and adjust fully with technology we have to know what aspect of technology we can use and what we should not use and instead opt for more traditional approaches great that was that was fantastic so my final talk here would be that you know uh, every advancement in technology and sciences is gonna drastically change a lot of things um, some and and those changes are not inherently bad or good and some of them come to be bad because of how we're set up and some of them come to be good again because of how we are set up so understand which ones you're letting into your life and why you're doing that and be selective about what you do about your life as Dan mentioned sometimes you have to be primitive because your body is primitive so don't think every single great choice man I love this one sometimes you have to be primitive because your body is primitive and you're right your yeah. body is primitive. <laughs> it is, yeah. So, so be conscious. At the end of the day, again, it comes back to being conscious, being educated. And uh, it was fantastic talk, Dan. Thanks for being here. It was my pleasure, my man. All right. Uh, we adjourned this session. And uh, rate us on iTunes if you liked us. Comment us uh, for us. Uh, let us know what you think. Until later episodes. Have a good one.